trouble. Make it double. To prepare the world for devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Meridon. Coridon. Blast, Blast off to the, the Paldea region to get some Wachog! <laughs> Today, we are back. The Sticky Buns Podcast. We're talking about Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. And how are you feeling, Brandon? I'm feeling really, really good, man. I'm feeling giddy to talk about this game. We've been anticipating this title for how long now, Blake? It's been, I mean, just like the promise of an open world Pokemon game. I mean, I feel like we've been waiting for that for forever. So, I mean, I don't know, as long as I can remember, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) It's really been a while. We've been anticipating this game, it's safe to say, for months now months on end and to finally have it here within our grasp it's kind of surreal Blake I'll be honest with you yeah absolutely man it definitely is and then there's also like this part of it where we got Legends Arceus we got BDSP and for me like BDSP you know exceeded my expectations and Arceus kind of fell short a little bit where do you kind of stand with the two of those I feel like you know all of those games kind of met my expectation that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I'll leave it at I I wouldn't say they kind of did more than that they did just enough to the point where I felt like I had a good time and they were great titles. Now, do I think both games could have added some more? Of course, there's always room for improvement. But I really, really enjoyed both the titles and I'm really, really enjoying Pokemon Scarlet. Yeah, so I guess that's a great segue. I mean, you got Scarlet, I got Violet. You know, I mean, we're both longtime Pokemon fans. And, you know, I think we were going to like this no matter what. You know, the Pokemon company trying something new, I think we both would have liked it. But we've got a couple things that we want to talk about. We want to talk about the things that the game does well, talk about the Terra battles, the Titan battles, Team Star, which are aspects of the game, talk about some of the bad, and then I think we want to talk about you know some of the open world aspects of it and talk about some more good stuff. So we've got a kind of a, a Pokemon sandwich, you could say. We're going <laughs> to yeah. go on a picnic, do a, make a sandwich, which you can do in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I think we're going to try and sandwich the bad in the middle there. Have you gone on a picnic and made a sandwich? I have gone on a picnic and made a sandwich. And, like, I got to tell you, I was scared shitless when Coridon just <laughs> popped out of his Pokeball and just wanted a piece out of my sandwich. It's a, it's a big Pokemon that just pop out on you. Yeah, it so. really does. It, Man, <laughs> they have that Pokemon, Coridon and Coridon. They just have a way of just, like, yeah, just, like, popping out of <laughs> absolute nowhere. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny that you say that. Well, I guess, do you want to maybe start off and, and say kind of some of the things that you're liking about it so far? Yeah, for sure. I'm really liking the quality of life improvements, you know, the ability to access your box on a dime, mm-hmm. the ability to auto-heal. Yeah, think, that's a really cool feature. I think that's a timeless feature that we'll probably see in a lot of other Pokemon games. It's a small thing, but again, quality of life improvements that really add up. The auto-battle feature, I think, is works really well with this kind of open world environment and you know we blake and i just both tackled the team star one of the team star is it a raid yeah and it's kind of like yeah i guess you could call it a challenge yeah challenge i mean you kind of there's kind of an enclosed area and you have to take on this team star and you have to do some of the auto battles yeah that you describe and then you have to do a really challenging battle at the end. What do they call it? There's a special name for like the type of battle that Team Star does, right? Oh they mentioned gosh, it. They said it's they, like a barrage battle. Yeah, or like something. a star barrage. A star or, barrage or something yeah, where they yeah. just keep sending their Pokemon at you, which is like, 
you know, again, like trying to change the look at the franchise yeah. from a different lens, yeah, which they, I can really trying. appreciate yeah. as a long time, you know, supporter of this franchise mm-hmm. to see them kind of experiment this way and just try something new, right? Take a yeah. risk in the way that they have, I think speaks volumes to the great people we have at the Pokemon company, you know, putting out these titles. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So. I mean, like this certainly is very new. I mean, all three of the things are very new. I mean, I guess the gym battles aren't... So I guess there's three main parts of this game. I guess three pillars, you could say. There's Team Star, Titan Battles, and Gym Battles. So like the gym battles we've, we've had for a while. But I guess, yeah, the Team Star was very much a new format, kind of like you were saying. And in this barrage, I guess, that you were doing, it was really cool because it was like a time challenge instead of, you know, just defeating all the Pokemon. It was defeat 30 Pokemon in 10 minutes. That was right. the goal. So it's kind of just taking the formula and just kind of flipping it on its head a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Anything that you really like about it? Any, I guess, how do you feel about the terror battles? The terror battles, like the raid, the terror raids, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying them. You know, as you say, it's a great way to fill out your Pokédex. You can run into pretty much any Pokémon. And I feel like in this kind of new environment, it's invaluable to kind of just run into a new Pokemon and kind of like have this like intimate setting with them where you can kind of understand them and what their Terra, you know, type looks like when they terrestrialize. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, I just had that Terra raid with Wiglet. I mm-hmm. would have never encountered Wiglet like on a regular kind of playthrough. Or probably I would have, but it would have well, yeah. taken a while mm-hmm. to run into a Wiglet. But now I know what a Wiglet is. Yeah. And I read his like Pokedex <laughs> entry. And now I'm kind of excited to catch some more Wiglets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess a couple things to note just right off the bat on that. Like Brandon and I, we were playing co-op together, which is something we haven't really talked about. But when we caught this Wiglet, we did like a Terror Raid together. And your Pokedex entry said something different than mine. Yeah. And I had already caught a Diglett before. So I'm thinking that... Wiglet. Or Wiglet, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that it, it might evolve. I guess it's still TBD. I mean, we're yeah. just, this game is so new. It just came out. We're still kind of figuring out a lot of the things. But yeah, I mean, just right off the bat, like Terra Battles, they're just so fun because, you know, it's kind of like it's the gimmick, quote unquote, where previously we had like Mega Raid, or actually it was Mega Evolutions yeah. and Z-Moves we had Gigantamax and Sword and Shield, and now there's these Terra Battles, which kind of turns your Pokemon into, like, a crystalline form. And it's actually, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but in, like, the Terra Battles, because it's, like, a crystal, you can kind of see, like, the face of the Pokemon just kind of, like, floating around in the air around it. I don't know if you saw that, because it was, like, a reflection that. of, like, the I light and the crystals. I haven't noticed that, but I'm going to look out for it. I, <laughs> I noticed it with the Wiglet, and it was horrifying, <laughs> because he kind of wiggles a little bit. Oh, <laughs> God. There's kind of this mirage of Wiglets, you know, kind of moving in the in the background. So that's something to look out for. But, yeah, on the whole, I mean, the Terra Battles, it's really cool, because essentially your moves get three times as powerful, and your Pokemon changes to their Terra type. And for longtime players, that can be really cool because it can really spice up a battle. So I'm yeah. very excited to see where that goes. I mean, we're kind of just in the infancy of the game and kind of in the infancy of seeing how that works or how that's going to work throughout the game. But very cool at the beginning. Yeah. I guess, do you want to say anything about the Titan battles? The Titan battles, I've only experienced one so far. That was with the Stony Cliff Titan. Yeah, it was a cloth or something. It was a huge cloth. Who yeah, was yeah, like, a huge cloth. <laughs> he was hiding on a rock. Like, uh-huh. He's like camouflaging because he's like the color of the rock that he mm-hmm. was hiding on. And 
Man, he, another Pokemon that just scared the crap out of me, Blake. That I, thing is huge. I just look up and all is. of a sudden he's just staring down at me. <laughs> like, yeah, you do this like a little bit of a animation where the eyes, they're like crab's eyes. So they're like circles and they like slowly turn and they like snap to you. Yeah. And it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool animation. I really mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of the illustration, if you will, that they are taking. Like mm-hmm. you, you can tell that they really took a lot of time to kind of develop that experience for the player as far as like the art and the music that plays in the back yeah, of the music is, is really it, it's um, good for I, I would say it's very good for a pokemon game. the effects like mm-hmm. it's awesome you know yeah. taking it back to the terrestrializing like these sounds that it makes when you're terrestrializing like it sounds like your pokemon's like literally crystallizing and yeah itself. yeah that's that's yeah. really cool they really nailed that they nailed that part mm-hmm yeah, and I will say that just right off the bat, something that I've always said in Pokemon games, I always hate how in the beginning you have to fill your team with these like normal Pokemon, like you have like the birds and the Bidoofs. Yeah. And you're always like just filling your team with this, these like low level Pokemon at the beginning of the game. And then later you can get ice types and like dragon types and psychic type Pokemon, but you have to wait until you get into it. And I've never liked that about Pokemon. And I have to say this game... Like, I have to give them credit where credit's due. Like, I've been saying that for a while, and I'm happy to report that is not the case with this one. I I counted, and I caught 23 Pokemon before I made it to my first Pokestop. Wow. From, like, your initial start, Mm -hmm. where you were able to catch Pokemon. Yeah. Before you ever ran into any Pokestop at all. Right. So it's like the very opening when they just let you go. They just let you roam free and you caught 23 different types. I caught 23 different types of Pokemon. Wow. And there were three new forms that were just new to me. And I think there were eight Pokemon that I had never seen before. Wow. So I just think that that is really cool. And they really kind of nailed that. And when you get to these open world areas, like there are just so many Pokemon. And when we were playing co-op, I was like, all right, let's go over here. And Brandon kept on just like seeing Pokemon he had never seen before. He's like, I gotta add him to the Pokedex, man. Yeah. And I had already been to this area, so I had already had him. But I was like, you know, I did the same thing when I first got to this area. I just like, I had to catch them all in this area. Yeah. And it was just so satisfying to do that. And even still, you know that like, yeah, those are like the introductory or like the Pokemon that belong to that route. But mm-hmm. even still, like if you come to that same area at a different time, Mm-hmm. you could run into a whole different set of Pokemon, which I think is really cool. And I feel like further incentivized me to like, holy shit, let me grab these Pokemon now because... Yeah, absolutely. I don't know when I'll be able to run into them. Now. Absolutely. And I guess I will say to anyone that's playing this game, if you see a Pokemon you want, grab it. Because I... Oh, man. I had a very heartbreaking experience where I saw a Pokemon. I was like, I want this Pokemon so bad. And it was on the other side of a lake. And by the time I made it over there, it was gone. I couldn't... It had vanished. It had gone into the tall grass and it was gone. And I Damn. hung around for a little bit, but I couldn't get it to spawn The one that got away. Is the one that got away. I don't remember what it was. So. <laughs> That's but yeah, I mean, all said and done, I think this game really nails some key features. A Pokemon that's that I guess we've been maybe missing or wished and wanted before. Yeah. But I think for me personally... We actually haven't talked about this, but there's some big butts for me. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say on a positive note before we maybe talk about some of the our criticisms, some of the open world stuff? You know, I think on a positive, I, I like the walking together aspect, okay. like how it feels, how it plays. It's very, 
I think they executed that nicely. Okay, it's a little bit different from what we've seen previous entries, right? Where they just are constantly kind of following you, right? In this, like you're in this open world and you throw the Pokeball out, and they kind of just do their own thing and they kind of loosely follow you, kind of like you, a dog would, right? And you could like command them too, like at any mm-hmm. moment, like that's true. To like point them to do something, pick up an item. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find it really beneficial to use my Pokemon to pick up an item because I don't want to necessarily step into something. And then oh. get approached by a lot of Pokemon. Yeah. Like, he'll just... You can send him specifically to go fetch an item. Yeah, yeah, because you can lock on to and it. And I think that's, you know... I feel like that's kind of the future of Pokemon in a sense of, like, finding mm-hmm. new ways to interact with your Pokemon, to interact with the world, with you know, through your Pokemon. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really interesting that you say that because I really have not had that. I mean, like, I've kind of used it a little bit, but I haven't really used it to that effect. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should try that out more. I think that that's really cool. I think that maybe we'll talk about more of the tools when we get to the open world aspect of it. Yeah, but yeah, that's, sure. I guess, yeah, I guess we'll save that for them. But that's really cool that you're able to interact with the world in that way. That's not something that I've done. Yeah. Um, but I will say the Pokemon, they'll just come at you, man. I was just standing idle. It looked like, to me, it looked like a peaceful meadow. And then out of nowhere, this like Taurus, which is... <laughs> Just, like, this huge bull Pokemon just, like, comes running and, like, rams into me. So so much so that the character models, they, like, collapsed in on each other and it's, as it was starting the battle. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it that. went through me. <laughs> I love that attention to detail there. In real life, it would have put me into the next life. But <laughs> <laughs> Immediately sent you to your next reincarnation. Yeah, next plane of existence. But that Taurus, was it a Paldea variant? Or was it, it was. Have you seen the... the yeah, it's like the black, all black kind of. Yeah, it's super sick. It's just like an all black bull. It's got these crazy like horns and these like three tails. That are, oh man, it's really, it's a sick variant. That's awesome. So I actually don't think I've caught that one yet, but... I was just so I mad it. it had the audacity to just run yeah, me through. That's how I caught it, too. I was just like, wait, who is this guy? He just ran up on me, and yeah. I caught him, and he's a cool Pokemon. He doesn't evolve, right? Well, I'm not sure, but Taurus. from what I know, he didn't evolve in his previous In the form. past, but maybe yeah. with this variant, he could evolve. So. Yeah, he might, and I've been playing a little bit online, and they have a ton of new forms, and there are some new forms and evolutions to, I won't say them, in case somebody thinks they're a spoiler, but there are some like new forms and evolutions to Pokemon that we've had since Gen 3, which I'm really excited about. Super cool. And they I guess that. just right off that, there are definitely some Pokemon that are heavily featured in Gen 3 in this game. So I've seen, I'm really excited about that because we both got our starts on Gen 3. So right. very excited to see some of those Pokemon. But I guess let's move on to more negative or I guess critique aspect of the game. Do you have any you want to say? Anything that's been glaring to you? Anything that's been glaring. You know, at the moment, there really isn't anything in the game that's been... You know, I told you, I just got the new Switch OLED. It's been running really smoothly. I haven't had any bugs or crashes. I've been having a really good time with the game. Dude, I cannot believe that, man. I just gotta say, I think you might be one of the only people in the I world. <laughs> I, I sure feel like it when I'm going through Twitter and I see people saying, like, oh, this game is trash. Like, I'm running through so many bugs and errors. And like, dude, like, maybe it's your hardware. Yeah, I mean, it's... Just maybe. Man, because the way that I wrote it down, like, I feel like this game runs like dog for me. Damn. <laughs> I really had to, like, sit down and be like, is this, like, true? Is this really running this bad? And I wrote down some notes because I just like, I was just flabbergasted. Like, 
Honest to God, this is the worst performing game I've ever played. Like, hands down. Damn. Like, I cannot believe how bad this thing runs in some instances. And I haven't gotten a patch since the initial download. Like, I'm hoping that some of this can get better optimized. But, I mean, like, truthfully, like, at its heart, it's incredibly fun gameplay. And I just think it's been absolutely handicapped by the worst performance I've ever seen. Damn. So... I mean, it's like truly experiencing Blake. <laughs> what's like what's the worst? What's the thing that's like just a deal breaker? Like you're just like I can't believe this game that you know I love is doing um, this. I I mean like the city, the first city that you get to, that was I was just I just like literally like I was like I was having fun like I had just gotten off the high of catching those twenty three Pokemon, which is something that I've been like asking for for forever. I was like this game's gonna do the thing. And, like, as I was getting there, I kept seeing things, like, pop in. I was like, you know, this isn't running great. There's a lot of textures. In instances, I'll be walking and I'll, like, see the floor. Like, I'll see the no space where there's, like, no code and nothing under the floor of the game. Oh, you kind of, like, fall in. Yeah, you kind of, like, fall through. I saw those. I saw, like, compilation videos people made, and that's one of the main things I saw are, like, yeah, you'll just, just like fall through the, the, the floor of the game and you can see like the nothing underneath it. But you know, that reminds me, the city was kind of a letdown for me. And yeah. when I got there and like certain places were just like, you can enter and they just looked like really like fuzzy down. And I was like, come yeah. on guys, like, yeah, this is a Pokemon game. Like, I felt like they could have executed that a bit better. Yeah. You know, given that it's a huge city. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense that, like, certain things you can't go into, especially given an old Pokemon games. You can walk into every house. Not necessarily everything, but, like, it was well, definitely you, yeah, a yeah. different situation than it is here, right? Yeah. Like, it felt a lot more, like, homey, roomy, yeah. kind of, you can actually, like, explore a city a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And here, I was just like, oh, I have two shops here and two shops there. And, like, yeah. the shops... But it's humongous. The thing that really stood out to me was... It was just this humongous, immaculate city, which eventually, yeah. like, it kind of rendered, and you can kind of see it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this looks really immaculate. But it's just completely empty. Like, it's so sparse. There's, like, hardly yeah. anything in it. Exactly. And the people in it, the NPCs, it just felt very robotic. And to me, that was, like, the glasses came off, and I was, like, seeing, I was like, is this, am I seeing this game for what it is? Like, I was really disappointed in that aspect. And like you said, with the shops, I counted. There are two shops that you can go into in the first city. And so they're both the same sandwich shop. But in one, it's got like four or five NPCs that you can talk to and interact with. And the other one is just empty. Like just empty, empty. And the other shops that you can go to, I mean, you could call them shops, but they're not really shops because you walk into the door and it's a menu. And I think that that really is disappointing to me just because it really breaks my immersion. Like, yeah. And that's not something that I've never seen that in a Pokemon game. Like I've seen it in other games where, but like I've also seen it in games like we talked about Eastward, for example. Like I love Eastward. And I guess, you know, actually all shops are like this. When you walk into the shop, you can talk to the person behind the counter and then it pulls up the list of items you can buy. Like that's a menu. Right. But when you just walk in the door and then it pulls that up, I feel like that just breaks it. Instead of like walking through the door, you're in the shop and then you talk to the person and then you can see it. Yeah. And I just, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean like I don't come into these games like expecting a lot, but I certainly do kind of expect that as a minimum, you know, to like walk into a store and kind of see the store 
And I guess the <laughs> one thing that I'll say on the like the graphical fidelity, the pop in and, and all that, I truly, honest to God, booted up Skyrim and I thought that Skyrim looked better. <laughs> Which is like a 360 game. So I was just, I mean... That says a lot. Skyrim, yeah. looks, Skyrim looks like trash now. Yeah, and I don't really... I'm not somebody that cares a lot about this, and I don't really expect that. Like, that's not what I come to Pokemon for. But, man, I was just really disappointed with how this game looks and performs. And I think that the sentiment online, you know, is really echoing that. So I kind of just want to stop talking about that and talk about the good things. Yeah. Because um, there is some great things here. Yeah. But I just, for me, that's just like a cast a big shadow. And the shadow textures in this game are trash, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Damn it's poked a hole lots of holes yeah I actually okay before we move on I do want to just say this the older gens to me like I even booted up you know I pulled out my Game Boy looked at that and I mean granted it's on a bad screen so then I pulled it up on an emulator that has a better screen and gen 3 although like they don't have like the quality of life improvements the style look and feel like you said it's very homey like they're timeless in a way and they lack the, the quality of life improvements. You know, they were games that came out a long time ago. And this one has some, like, great gameplay and great quality of life improvements. But, like, it just is completely out of time. Like, it doesn't look good now. And it's going to look even worse, you know, in a couple of years. And I just kind of wish that the style or the art style could be more timeless. Mm. And... I don't know how these games are made. I mean, we do our best to speculate on how these games are made. And we, you know, do a lot of research on that. But, man, it seems to me like this just was half-baked in the oven and didn't quite get enough time. Yeah. But, I mean, there's some really cool things to talk about here. So, do you have anything you want to say before we move on? I mean, just to comment on that, like, I feel like, you know, the heart and soul of Nintendo in general is, like, they're challenging this notion that hardware power determines what sells best, right? Like they've always oh, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of focused more on like, how can we get more with less mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, hardware performance. Goes. Yeah. And I think they succeed a lot of the time, you know, they like, do. Like, that's their, you know, that's their they, MO. That's their MO. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like here, maybe they're getting caught up a little bit too much on the hardware and like trying to like step up. You know, like, okay, what can we do now? Yeah. And they're kind of, like, losing a bit of, like, you're saying the art, the culture of Pokemon, if you will. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the heart of Pokemon is still there. But when you look at it, so I guess to say the Terra battles, that happens outside of the open world. That is immaculate. That is so cool. Like, I was just talking about, I guess, the aurora or the aura that you can see from, like, the crystalline reflections of Pokemon, like... That is beautifully rendered, and that is very stylized and really cool. Yeah. But when you get into the open world, I think it just fails. So I think it's kind of, you know, a bit of both, where they do succeed, and, like, the I don't know if you've seen this, but, like, when you're in the battles, like, the Pokemon textures, they look so good. Like, the Pokemon, and, like, your character, too. Like, your character yeah, looks it's dope. It's great to see some of my favorite Pokemon, like, retexturized in this way. And, yeah. and yeah, like your character, like they really do kind of take customization a bit seriously here. You can mm-hmm. even see it with like some of the supporting characters, like they have like really cool outfits and like yeah, their uh, Although attention I, to detail in their clothing. So it's pretty yeah. cool. That, I will say the Pokemon and the character models look really cool, which are arguably yeah. the most important. 
right. um, especially yeah. in like a kid's game I feel like yeah you know yeah absolutely I guess the only thing I'll say about the clothes you can't change your outfit like you have those four outfits and that really bums me out that you can't like you kind of said like there are some incredibly cool NPCs that have like some of the yeah. dopest clothes I've ever seen in video games let alone a Pokemon game yeah and you just I hate it when games do this and Pokemon is notorious for this like you just can't have those clothes and you can't have anything close like you really only have the school uniform yeah you gotta be looking bummy like around all these people it sucks like yeah but maybe it's something that you unlock as you go I like to think I looked it up and people have made it to the end game and you can't change your outfit outside of the like you can customize your gloves your socks and your hat but you have to stay in those four uniforms wow. so it's like the spring uniform the winter uniform summer and I guess it's like a fall but they're... I'm hoping it's a DLC thing, man. Yeah, like, I hope you know, so too. Because, like, like, I mean, so many cool clothes that, you know, I just feel like they're just shoved in your face a little bit. Yeah. It kind of almost feels like a sting. You right. know what I mean? Because it's like there's, like, truly some of the coolest outfits on NPCs, like, I've ever seen. Ooh, and, like, the gym leaders. You can't even interact with that facet of the game. Yeah. So hopefully they work on that, man, and change the city up a bit too, as far as, like, adding some more. Yeah, it kind of like it was obvious they couldn't spend as much more as much time in the cities aspect of the game as they could on the outdoor, which makes sense. Like most of the time that you're playing in this outside world, yeah, not really in this like city. I think you nailed it, man. I think that that's absolutely it. Because like the things that are most important, you know, they did, but then it kind of just feels like they didn't have time to finish the rest of it. Like filling dot their T's and uh, and like yeah and dot their eyes cross their teeth and something that I guess you know is worth noting is I think one of the reasons that I feel comfortable critiquing Pokemon is it is the most or the highest grossing IP franchise in the world like it's bigger than Star Wars bigger than Marvel wow. who are you know second and third underneath Pokemon and that's why I guess I feel like I can demand a little bit more from this. But also, I think that that is kind of, you know, where the problem lies because they have to put out the Pokemon cards, they have to put out the merch, you know, they have to do all these things in order to keep the brand because it's not just, you know, sales of the games, it's sales of the plushies, of the t-shirts, of the Pokemon cards. It's all these different distribution channels, right? mm-hmm. these streams and of income that they have to support. And the anime, and yeah, it all kind of comes down to the games. So I think that, which I mean, like, this is a whole nother aspect of it, but I just have to imagine that the team that worked on this game did not have enough resources. And I'm, I mean, unfortunately, I'm sure that they had to crunch because I'm sure they could see it. Yeah. Like they created it. I'm sure they could read the room. Right. So I guess my hope is that more eyes get put just because of how, I guess, bad it is. More eyes are on it and saying, wait, hold on, what? And hopefully that they'll get more resources, more time, you know, more whatever. And Make some updates. Yeah, and some updates. But I guess, let me ask you this, because we, I mean, there are basically three Pokemon games came out in the last 12 months. Yeah. We had BDSP, Legends Arceus, and this. If you could, pl- I mean, you played all three of these games. If you could have said, I just want to pick one, and it would have, like, blown everything else out of the water... Which one would you have picked? It's definitely Scarlet. Okay. I feel like Scarlet. Yeah, this, I mean, this one's got so much potential. But what were you saying? I was just thinking, like, 
definitely Scarlet, just given the, the combination of this new feature with like the co-op and I don't know, it's just exciting. It's, it's something about this new world that's exciting. But I feel like it's something about a new region that's just mm-hmm. always exciting, right? Yeah, uncovering yeah. It's always a whole new region. And I think the Pokemon company knew this. Like, they knew that that kind of is like, that's kind of going to hold them up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. just given the fact it's a whole new region. And there's so many cool Pokemon. Like, we haven't really even touched on that. Yeah, and the region's really cool. It's very wide. And Yeah, let's move right on into the open world, man. Like, yeah, describe the region for me, man. It's like this vast uh, multi-terrain region that we've, you know, we've never quite interacted with a, a Pokemon world in this way, right? Where mm-hmm. from the very beginning, it seems limitless, right? You can open the map and see everything. Mm-hmm. And if you really wanted to, you could ride Crydon to these places. Now you don't have all the moving features, right? You don't have like the swimming, the flying, the yeah. running all right away. You have to complete uh, the Titan battles for that. Yeah, so I think we both completed one of the Titan battles, and now we have the ability to dash right. with Crydon um, or Miraidon. Yeah, and that's after defeating the Stony Cliff Titan. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this world is huge. It feels very very natural to explore on the medium of both your feet and you know obviously Coridon or, or you know the other legendary which you know they obviously tailored to have that experience right yeah yeah they're each you know different for scarlet and violet and the co-op was really cool i feel like we're kind of dancing around a couple of things but with the co-op we jumped into it i was on my legendary bike you could say and Brandon was on his legendary bike, and they were both different. And that was just so cool yeah. that he had this, like, ancient-looking Pokemon, and I had this, like, super futuristic Pokemon. And I think that, I don't know, I just think that that's really cool. And, yeah, we get to explore this huge open-world space, and I just think that's really cool. So do you feel like it delivers on the open-world promise? You know, so far, I have felt that way. But mind you, I... You know, I'm, I'm just happy with whatever I'm getting right now, right? Because oh, it's absolutely. just like, mm-hmm. I'm in this new place. I'm grateful to be here. Like, it's just, it's exciting. But I'm sure as I uncover more features and I get more used to the game, I'll probably start to pick up a couple things that I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, I you know this probably could have been executed a little better. Yeah, um, yeah. So, But I guess like, I guess my question is more, when you, you know, first get into it and you have all this space to explore do you feel like it delivers on that open worldness you know what i mean like kind of like how when you jump into skyrim or to elden ring like how you feel like that sense of freedom do you feel that at all i definitely do feel that sense of freedom but also there is a bit of that like kind of you know what are those things called when you're bowling oh lanes gutters oh like, gutters yeah yeah like mm-hmm. i definitely feel like there's a bit of those gutters there where they kind of like are guiding you to where yeah. you need to go even yeah. in this like huge yeah, yeah. open space mm-hmm. but even still from the beginning they're kind of like the npcs are kind of telling you like oh like you can explore like yeah. you can go anywhere but go to the school <laughs> but go to the school right <laughs> and do this or like yeah, you know yeah. like mm-hmm. and it's just like where's the incentive for me to go out and just yeah was that ever really like on the table on the table yeah you know Mm -hmm. like 
and just like picturing it for myself like what would that look like what would that feel like right mm-hmm. like just being able to go out with just my starter pokemon and just go out and catch all these other pokemon i'd probably run out of cash at some point right unless i could like kept doing battles well so there's a yeah so i run out of pokeballs i was in the beginning i was like dude i'm broke i literally spent all my money on pokeballs and then i spent them all on pokeballs and i battled yeah. everybody i could battle like how exactly what what am i gonna do and then i looked in my bag and you can like i had like a hundred pearls that i could sell oh wow or i didn't have a hundred because i think each pearl is worth a thousand and i think i had 27 so then I just went and I immediately had 27,000 and I'd like pick those up from I around the that. world or doing the Terra battles. They'll give you pearls and nuggets sometimes. I had to do that. I know I have like, I have those saved. I just like to stack them. Yeah, I do too. But, but you really, I mean, they really make you use did it you, here. Did you try selling those like items you pick up? Like they're really small items you pick up when you defeat Pokemon. Like, oh, those are, those are used to craft TMs. Okay. Can you sell those and make money? I think you can sell those to get league points and then you, you I don't know. I actually haven't crafted a TM. But I think you have to sell them to create... I could be wrong because I haven't done it. But I think you have to sell them to get league points and then use the league points to craft the TMs. I see. But I'm not sure yet. But, I mean, I don't really interact with the TMs all that much. I mean, occasionally I'll be like, oh, I really want this Pokemon to have a different move. Or, you know, he's got some space. But I normally have a hard time deciding what moves, you know, to give them based on just their general moveset. Right. Um, but sometimes I am like, oh, like I don't have an electric type on my team. Let me see which Pokemon would be best to put an electric TM on. Right. So I do try to generally do that. Like I did get a Ice Fang and I gave that to my Fido. So That's awesome. Yeah, that Pokemon is so sick. Eighty such a cool evolution is nice. Let's not spoil it for them, but yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, Fido has my heart, man. I love. <laughs> I absolutely love Fido. I don't know how you're feeling, man, but. I hate that fire croc, dude. I went with Play Coco, dude. That, that Pokemon goes straight to hell, man. After it evolves, dude, I'm out. <laughs> it's dead to me. I'm gonna. I'm curious it. what its third evolution looks like. Oh my god, it looks like Garbo, man. Because when it. when I searched up the evolution tree, I got like some false information, and the middle evolution was made up and they showed me croak the second evolution as the third evolution oh okay. and so, so I, it was like initially like in my head i was like i thought it was gonna be crocolore and then you know i was just like willing to accept it it's a fire starter or whatever i'll yeah. work with it but now yeah. i'm excited to see that that's just the second evolution there's another one you know it's interesting man because i think that i've heard people like i've seen stuff online where people just like absolutely smash talk the sprigatito which is the grass one, and that's my favorite. And the bird one, I thought, I was like, this looks really unique. This is very funky. And I think what it is, is I think they all really go for something, and I think that they're one of them is going to appeal to somebody. And I think, because I, I was also talking to somebody, and they said they really didn't like Sprigatitos, and that's my favorite at the moment. So I just think it's really interesting how they are very different. They are all very different, I'll say. But... It's interesting. I wish I had known what the final evolution... I normally don't say that. I'm like, I want to see what it is, but I wish I had known what the final evolution was because I, I wouldn't have picked it. But then I know a lot of people that love it. So it's an interesting aspect of it. But Fido has my heart. I just love Fido. That Pokemon, I think that, that took the place as my number one partner. 
that and charcoal. Or Charcadet. That's what it is. The Charcadet, is that the fire Pokemon? I'm pretty sure. Charcadet. Oh my god, Charcadet. He's like such a cute little fire flame dude. Oh man. Love that Pokemon. That one's so cute. But I guess my kind of thoughts on the open world, I mean, you had kind of said there were like gutters. And I don't know, I think it's kind of interesting because when I... For me, open world is kind of like you know it when you see it. Yeah. And it's like when I'm there, I'm like, oh, this is open world. Like, yeah, like, of course, this is open world. But then it's like I'll get to the edges of it and I'll bump up against things and I'll say, you know, I don't know if this is open world. And I was really thinking about it. And like so many games are really pushing this open world, you know, thing, this open world genre. It's very in right now in video games. And I don't know if it serves every video game. But for me personally, when I think an open world can succeed and what gives an open world its magic is when you use the set of tools that the game gives you to overcome the challenges. That's what I was thinking. Like in Breath of the Wild, you have all of these different weapons and you can use any of them. And there's a lot of environmental puzzles that you can solve with lightning or with fire or with ice. And there are weapons that create those effects or there are like puzzles that are in the environment that you can use you know to solve the puzzle and there are just so many ways that you can solve a puzzle and i think that that's really the ethos of an open world game is using the tools to overcome the obstacles and challenges and in this one although it like it feels like it and it kind of looks like it i feel like i've kind of been like brainwashed in a sense because like is when you get to the edge you're like oh i actually i can't jump up there or i can't swim over there or i can't get over there and i mean in the area that you're in you know you can pretty much go anywhere and do everything but it's also kind of it's interesting because pokemon are in a sense the tools you know what i mean and in this game like there are more things like that you can interact with, like Brandon was saying, like he was using his Pokemon to get items and I was interacting with that in a different way. Yeah. And I think that what I had wrote down was, you know, my path is going to be different from Brandon's and our path is going to be different from anybody else's who plays the same game. And I guess in that sense, it is an open world, but I don't necessarily think it's the best open world, but it could change. I mean, we might get to the end of this and say, oh, you know what? All those little gutters and where it kind of points you in one direction, like that's totally earned. And, you know, we're just at the beginning, so we don't know yet. But yeah, I think it does a pretty good job. I think it definitely does, especially, I mean, it feels like it from the beginning, right? And Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it feels like, this open world feels like. The more possibilities I'll have open to me as I, you know, unlock more movement, as I, you know, unlock better Pokemon to traverse these areas that are more difficult and challenging. I'm just curious to see how it like executes at its fullest for myself and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely. But I guess that's kind of pretty much, I feel like we've been kind of negative, but I really just want to end on some highlights here. And for me personally, I have this, this big note that I, when we were playing this, I was taking some notes and I have this big note and I have, I am constantly thinking about this game constantly. And like throughout the week, I would just get on and play for 20 minutes and that 20 minutes would turn into an hour. And I like truthfully, like I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, I want to play this some more. I want to get some answers on, you know, whatever mystery I had just uncovered or 
I really want to know what this Pokemon evolves into. Like, I want to get further. And I think that that is just so fun that I'm just having that kind of experience yeah. in the game. That and connection with the game. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. It, it definitely does a good job of building these, like, relationships with you on different facets. Like, you know, you, you can choose to kind of just do, like, the star battles, right? You can explore that facet of the game. Or you can choose to just do your gems, right? Or, or if you want to battle, you could just go find all the trainers and, and complete those challenges. Like, there are so many different little, like, facets to it. And they kind mm-hmm. of, like, are serving different niches of trainers, which is, like, makes me think of, like, the anime. Like, mm-hmm. the show, there's, like, different kind of trainers. There are people who like to battle with their Pokemon. There are people who like to put their Pokemon in contests. Or there, you can do research. There are people know, who like and... to do research. There are people who just like to hang out with their Pokemon. They're, like, yeah. a picnic and just have a good time with them yeah you know i haven't really even thought of that because you can do all of those things you know what i mean mm-hmm. like truly you can do all of them like this really feels like you can like if you were in the anime like you could interact with this world and do all those things like you said like i personally haven't gone picnicking yet but i really want to but i've also caught like over a hundred pokemon in the pokedex wow and i that's just insane for where i'm at you know that's i guess it's 400 is the total but I mean, I'm not even like 10 hours in. Like, I'm very impressed with my progress. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm impressed in myself, which I think is cool. So I think everybody, you know, kind of interacts with it in different ways. And, um, you know, I guess something that I've done that I know that you haven't done, because we were chatting about, is I'll just get into the menus. Like, I'll connect online and then I'll just join a terror raid battle and then just like join another terror raid battle. Or like, I'll listen to a podcast and just like do terror raid battles for an hour. And I just think that that's really cool that you, you can just like play way. online with mm-hmm. random people. You also mentioned you did some trades. Oh, I did some random trades. Yeah. So yeah. there's a, a feature where you can connect online and just send a random Pokemon. You'll get a random Pokemon back. So I do actually, I'm really happy that I did that because I've got a Sprigatito and a Fuecoco. Or actually, I've got all three. I got the yeah. Quaxley. Sprigatito and Fuecoco. I'm going to have to do that. You should do that, yeah, because I I didn't really do it that much. But I also, that's something that I did in the last game a lot. In Sword and Shield, I would run around the world and do my tasks and send, or like, I'd start a trade, but it would take a couple minutes for them to find one, and then it would happen. But in this one, I don't know if it's because there are so many people playing it right now. You know, I guess we haven't talked about this, but the game also is sold incredibly well in the first week it has beaten certain benchmarks like i think so much so that nintendo had to release a statement about how much it sold which is just crazy so maybe there are just more people playing it but for me it was very instantaneous like i'd send a trade and then i'd get it back and that's good to hear man i'm excited i might do some of those before i head on out yeah you should man you absolutely should and i guess brandon and i we also hopped on and did a trade and so I got a Gengar, so I'll have to return the favor for <laughs> you. But, you know, actually this game, <laughs> I saw I, this was kind of spoiled for me. You know, actually, we'll, we'll save it for another episode. We're probably going to be talking about this a lot. But for sure. there is a, a cool Gengar moment uh, later on. So I guess I'll just leave it at that. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's a good point to wrap up this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think that's really all I wanted to say. I mean, did you have, or actually, you know, I, there is one more thing. This is the Paldea region has a really cool Spanish influence. Yeah. Now you speak Spanish. I don't know if we've ever talked about that on yeah. the pod. 
they say they have like some team star like they say hasta la vista instead yeah. of hasta la vista but i've noticed there's some other like spanish words spanish but i was yeah, like I is it actually spanish or did they kind of change it no up yeah little? there's like little like moments where they actually will use the spanish language in, mm-hmm. the, in the dialogue of the game right which they obviously have to write that into mm-hmm. the game which i think is a great idea to, yeah, to it's, see it's that really cool. being done you know just that multinational kind of connection and just respect for other people's cultures i think is it's beautiful and i love to see it especially in a pokemon game it's awesome and uh i yeah. never thought i'd see the day where that would happen you know it's not something that i thought about specifically but like seeing it happen is kind of really, it's really cool to interact with the world in that way and just see like a npc like say something like it's just really mm-hmm. it's really cool yeah that's awesome and i guess on that note, you know, Brandon has got this huge smile on his face right now. So <laughs> yeah. I think that that's really cool that they're able to highlight, I guess, like the culture of Spain in a sense, or I guess loosely based on Spain. Paldea. Yeah, it kind of sounds, sounds a little bit Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you, they also, I've noticed a huge art undertone to this where I guess like, you know, Spain, like they have, it's very well known, you know, for their contemporary artists, you know, like Pablo Picasso. I guess to name the big one, but, you know, in Spain, you know, it kind of, that whole impressionist art style was kind of, or that whole movement, you know, kind of happened in and around, you know, Spain during that time. I mean, have you noticed anything in that regard towards like the art influence underlying of it? You know, maybe in some of the like architecture Mm-hmm. You know, the cities, you kind of can see, like, the colors. Yeah, you um, absolutely can. There's, like, the mosaic tile. Mm-hmm. You can see that around the region. That's really cool. And, yeah, like, the kind of the inside of homes, I remember being just thinking, like, wow, like, my first, you know, usually you start a Pokemon game in your mom's house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like, my mom's house has never seemed so spacious in a Pokemon game. Like, it was very spacious. Really yeah, nice. it, was, it was really cool. And in that home, I took some screenshots. They had a bunch of, uh, like, art pieces that kind of resembled, like, paintings that would be in an art museum. You know, and I thought that that was really cool. Like, there was a, one that reminded me of Pablo Picasso. It was very Pablo picasso S. There's another one that was very abstract. Yeah. Another one that was kind of impressionalistic in a sense, which I thought was really cool. Interesting. And you should, you know, I guess something that we haven't really talked about, and it was one of the things that we were excited for, was the school. Yeah. And in the school, there you can take art classes. And I encourage you to go to the room, the art room, because it's a room that you can go to. Unfortunately, you have to go into a menu inside of the school to then go to another room, which kind of pangs me a little bit because it's just so cool you would think they would like actually make this open world school where you could walk to your class actually i did count this as well so you yeah unfortunately you have to traverse it through menus but there are 15 doors and there are 13 rooms that you can go into and i think you unlock a couple more as the story progresses so i mean it might get at the time that of the recording there were more rooms than doors so i was a little bit like why can't this room just be tied to this door instead of a menu but you know i'm thinking as i've unlocked a couple more rooms maybe there are more rooms than doors but yeah i mean it's possible i mean it is just a little disappointing you can't just walk through the school and explore the school yeah i also was like yeah taken aback by that now that you remind me yeah 
I mean, it's moments like that where it kind of just breaks your immersion a little right. bit, which is kind of sad. But I think that it, you know, I mean, once you, I mean, just know, know what it is, I think you're going to, I guess, accept it for what it is. And I mean, if you think about it from like a game development standpoint, like that's probably a whole nother aspect of like, it's a whole lot of data right there. Yeah. You know, they probably did have all these things. And then like, yeah, I think you know, from a business standpoint, they were like, you know, we need, we need it to be X gigabytes. Like you're going to have to cut this out and this out and i don't necessarily think it's the gigabytes i think it was just the time that they had to develop yeah but i mean you never know it could be the gigabytes i mean that's just us speculating so yeah it is we don't know for sure but yeah. it's still a great game you know despite all these things yeah it is as a long time pokemon fan it definitely certainly meets the expectations yeah it's almost like it's two steps forward one step back mm-hmm <laughs> which happens you know yeah. there's leaps yeah so very excited to continue on and hope that this i guess that there's patches and more added to it eventually but for the moment i'm just there's still so much for me to explore and right yeah it's the co-op is really cool i encourage anyone to do it um, that was really fun that was nice so i think we might have to talk a little bit more on that later but i guess that's that's our first impressions of scarlet and violet did you have anything you wanted to say before we wrap it up? Not really. Just definitely check us out on YouTube, Twitch. Check out our Patreon. Support us there. We recently posted uh, Game of the Year. So we only dropped the top five, five for top you guys. On the and if you want to hear the top or the other, yeah, the rest yeah, of the list. Top 10 and then some other features. You know, that episode is available for our patrons. That episode was actually over four hours so yeah. if you want to hear us gush about games and it was like truly our favorite games yeah um, for four hours like we really put a lot into that and that was for 2021 and just because of the nature of it weren't able to get it out but we are on track to do the same for 2022 so i guess this is a great time to announce that in december we will release a game of the year of 2022 episode so yeah i guess look forward to that like brandon said you know we're on twitch and youtube I've actually I've done a lot of cool things on Twitch recently about some games that haven't even had a chance to talk about on the show. So if you want to see me gush about a little game called Hot Wheels Legacy, <laughs> that's on our YouTube and some Jedi Fallen Order. I'm currently making my way through a playthrough of that. And that's all on our YouTube. That's well. awesome. So check that out. Check that out, guys. Thank you so much for all the support. Yes. And special thank you to our patrons. Thank you so much. You know, that four-hour episode's really, really for you. So thank you. Let's catch some LeChonk. Catch some LeChonk. See you in the next one.